Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today's a solo episode, and I have a topic I want to go over that I think will be really helpful for you guys, especially if you are somebody who, um, you know, has ran into a plateau at some point. And if you are anyone that's ever done any sort of fitness or nutrition stuff, I'm sure you have ran into this at some point. Um, I want to bring this up because uh, I sort of kind of went through this process now. Um, so I guess I'll kind of tell you what the topic is going to be. So that way you understand um, where I'm coming from with this. So it's, it's what is an energy audit and how to do one if progress is stalled. And so I sort of had to do this one um, myself with uh, in my building phases, there was a couple of weeks there where weight was just trending up a little bit more than what I wanted it to be. And so it kind of made me be like, okay, you know, you know, made me think like, Hey, we can just get into such a routine with certain things. And then you can start to overlook things. Right. Um, and so I think these are good. Th- like, again, it's always, anytime you like run into a plateau, it's, you know, I think the first thought is, is this is such a negative thing. Right. But it's really not right. Like it just gets you to look into things a little bit more. And so that's where I think it can be um, super helpful. And so again, I had to do this in my just recently with my building phase. And, uh, you know, that's what kind of sparked this, this post. And I know I've heard other people talk about it in the past, but it, again, it just kind of, uh, also reminded me of like, you know, this is kind of how I go about this with my clients as well. And, um, you know, there is sort of a, a thought process or a process to it. Um, and so, yeah, so today I want to talk about energy and energy audit, you know, what is it? Um, and so have you not been gaining, losing or maintaining weight as you would like, you know, if so, it's probably time to run an energy audit. And again, I know that plateaus can be frustrating, but again, they, if, if you have the right mindset towards it, it can be a, a positive, right? So again, it's, it's, we use these with clients who are not seeing the results they want. Um, it can also be used for people who are, you know, it doesn't have to just be a plateau. You can also use this if you are like new to tracking and, or maybe you took some time off from tracking for a while. So like, you know, this could also be somebody that, you know, again, say they're, maybe they are just overweight right now. They've never really done any tracking. Like for them, running an energy audit could be helpful to just kind of see where they're consuming a lot, or a lot of their calories, right? So this can be helpful for like new clients as well and just people that are new to it. But also it can be good for people who have tracked at one point. You know, you get maybe you get very confident with tracking and then you're like, okay, I can take some time away from this. But then all of a sudden now you're weighing in and, and scales coming in a little bit higher than what you'd like. Or or even if you are like maybe you decide to take a break from building or you decide to take a break from tracking in like a building phase, you know, this could be helpful for you as well to where it's like, maybe you're, again, maybe you're gaining weight too quickly, or maybe your weight's training down as well. Right. Like it can also be um, that as well too. So uh, that's who it can be useful for. Um, let me pull this up a little bit more actually real quick. Okay. So an energy audit is used to see how much energy a client is expending and eating as well, right? So we're not just looking at how much food you're bringing in. We're also looking at energy coming out as well. Um, and that's that's fairly simple, right? Um, and it, we do this because it can be easy to overlook certain things, especially if progress has, has slowed, right? So that can be the big thing here is like, basically it can be easy to get into a routine and then you start to overlook certain things. And so this is where the energy audit can be helpful, right? It, it almost helps you like recalibrate in a way. 
Um, I used to do this all the time when like I used to, I wouldn't, I track all the time right now just because I'm, you know, that's, I found that that was really helpful in my last building phase to do what I wanted to do. But in the past, I would take time away from tracking in a, a building phase. And this was really helpful um, for me there to just kind of be like, oh crap, okay, I'm definitely like serving sizes are off, things like that, right? Um, so yeah, so again, it's typically done when a client is not losing, gaining or maintaining weight as they want, but it can also be done when they are, when somebody is new to tracking or they've taken time off for tracking. If if it's the latter two here, you're new to tracking or take, or you took some time off from tracking, you know, you can simply just track everything we need for three to seven days and kind of see, right? Like that can be enough. You don't really even have to do any of these things. Um, that can be enough to see where you're at. And then you make the the necessary adjustments from there. Right. Um, but if you do fall in that, those latter two categories and new to tracking took time off from tracking, you know, definitely still listen to this as there's probably some things that you could do before you have to track everything. If you just don't want to, to do that. Right. But I would say that that's probably going to be your best bet. But for some people, you know, tracking everything they eat just isn't, isn't, um, always great. But again, these, you can use tracking. You don't have to on this. We'll kind of talk about throughout this, um, this, uh, this, uh, podcast. Sorry. I couldn't think of this. I was going to say video. I don't even know what I was saying. So anyways, all right. So the first thing we want to look at though, is going to be consistency. Okay. So this is the most important. If you aren't seeing the rate of gain loss or maintenance as you would like, the first thing you need to look at is a consistency to your nutrition goal. Okay. So this doesn't necessarily have to be tracking, but if you do have a certain nutrition goal, um, whether that's like, you know, hand size portions or like how many meals you're going to eat per day or whatever it may be, like, you know, certain people have different nutrition goals that they aim for. With most of our clients, we do tracking, right? We'll track calories, macros. And so I think the first thing is you need to make sure you're consistent there with that. Okay. So if that's off, this needs to get worked on first. You know, if you only track or if you, or whatever your nutrition goal is, and you do that if less than 90%, of the time, then you need to get that up closer to 90% first, um, or even higher, uh, before you decide to be like, Oh, you know what? Something's going on with, uh, you know what I'm eating, or maybe it, maybe, maybe it's a metabolic adaptation or whatever you think it might be that's going on. Um, you need to make sure you're tracking more consistently. This was one thing that I had to work on with, uh, Jeremiah, uh, the, when I kind of ran into weight going up a little bit higher as I was typically, I like to track about five days a week. Um, in a building phase, just cause I don't want to get, I just don't want to get so caught up in every little thing. Like I do want to track, I want to have an idea, but I also don't want to get like caught up in every time a little bit, but start to see weight gain a little bit quicker. So, you know, I was like, Hey, I added this in, what do you think here? And he's like, Hey, I think, you know, your best route is to just track six out of seven days right now. Like that's the first thing you need to do. Right. And so that's, that, that always needs to be the, the first thing. Are you consistently doing the things that you need to do for your goal. Right. And if you're not doing that, that's always, that's going to trump all these, right? Like you could sit here and be like, is it this food that I added in? Is it um, because of this? But it's like, if you're not tracking consistently, like that, that needs to be what you, what you work on first. And typically what you'll see there is things will go back to where they normally are. Now, if you, if you are doing that, then here's some other things that you can look into um, with this as well. But again, you also can look into these things that I'm about to talk about in conjunction with this, right? Like maybe, okay, I do need to track more consistently. I do need to get up that up to closer to 90%, but it also doesn't hurt to look into some of these things as well and in combination. Okay. But again, I think your issue, if you're not consistent, especially if you're under like 75%, that's the issue. It's not necessarily like anything else that you're doing that definitely needs to get up first. And what you'll see is you get more consistent and then boom, you're already just, you know, back to where you think where you should be. Okay. So first thing is consistency. Next, we're going to look at activity levels. Okay. So 
uh, I like to do this via steps is this gives you a good idea of what your activity looks like as a whole. Um, but any way to get some sort of baseline there, whether you measure your cardio um, that you do, uh, but really what, but steps are the best way to just kind of see what overall activity levels look like. Um, so that's why I like to use those. Plus with clients, we do try to focus more on steps rather than like trying to do cardio sessions. Um, but again, the, the biggest reason with the activity levels is because like that just gives you a general idea of what your activity levels look like as a whole. Um, and that's more important than like, oh, I do cardio this amount of time because you could do cardio three days a week, but then you have uh, some days where maybe you move a lot more, like you have a job that's super active and then, but then you have a couple of days where you're not super active, right? Like, so that's, that's why we want to look at steps because it just gives us the most consistent um, data in terms of like what your overall activity levels look like. So if you're trying to maintain or lose, and this is below 6K, that typically is a first move and we increase by one to 2K. So uh, maybe somebody that didn't track their, maybe they tracked their steps during um, a certain part or at one point, and then all of a sudden they got a new job and then they look or something happened and they couldn't move as much. Now their activity levels are low. Again, we're going to try to bump that up first before we, you know, drop calories or think that there's something going on with metabolic adaptation, right? Um and this is also is an issue too with people where they 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 they're doing a lot of workouts, but their overall activity levels fall too low, and because of that, they're kind of shooting themselves in their foot in the foot. So this is where it's also you know maybe you're somebody that um, you're here you you've been uh, doing a bunch of like workouts, uh, you're seeing like weight loss or you were running or something like that, and you're seeing a bunch of weight loss, and then things slow down. This is where you could also implement a, a an energy audit in terms of your uh, steps, right? And if, if you find that your average is like, maybe you're working out seven days a week, but then your average steps are less than 6K, you know, I definitely think that that is something that you need to work on. And that, and, and if that were a client, like if a client came to me and they were working out seven days a week, uh, things kind of plateaued a little bit. And then we look at their steps and be like, look, we need to get your overall activity levels up. Honestly, it could just be, Hey, let's, let's do cardio two times a week. But each day we're going to aim for 8K steps rather than 6K. And, to, and what you'll see there is people will see an increase in, uh, you know, they'll either maintain or they'll see their weight loss speed up, right? Again, if they're maintain, if they're like currently gaining weight, but they're trying to maintain. So again, we want to look at activity levels. That's very important. That's the energy outside of the uh, equation. Um, and that's the ener that's the expending part that we want to look at. But again, if you aren't seeing the results you want and you aren't tracking your steps, do that. So from here, we look at things that we can either get lazy with or don't think about in terms of food, right? So the first thing is serving sizes. It's easy to get into a routine with tracking and just wing your serving sizes, but this can add up over time. Um, you know, I've been there before where, and I'm sure you have to, where you, you put stuff in my fitness pal, but you're not weighing it out anymore. You're just like, Hey, I did this once or twice, or maybe I waited out for like four weeks at a time or for four weeks. And I kind of got lazy with it. Not necessarily lazy, but you just want to, you know, we're always going to find the way to, to do things. The, the path of least resistant, right? Resistance. So, you know, maybe you're like, you know what? I don't have to weigh this anymore. I'm not going to weigh it anymore. Um, but then, you know, next thing you know, it's like each time you do it, you add a little bit more, you add a little bit more and just not even realizing it. Right. And so it can be a good idea to weigh out your servings and re recalibrate if you haven't weighed anything out for a few weeks, you know, you might be putting in one serving of peanut butter, but it could be two. And then if it's happening with other foods throughout the day, this is going to add up. Okay. So again, we want to look at our serving sizes. If weight loss is slow down, could it be, or if you're trying to maintain and you're, you're gaining weight, could it be, you know, your body, uh, well, let's go to the weight loss side of things. It could be metabolic adaptation, but 
also at the same time, you could just be off on your serving size. So we want to look at that. Okay. Again, if you're somebody that's trying to maintain your weight, uh, maybe you went on a fat loss phase and you were weighing everything out and then you stopped during uh, maintenance phase. And now you're seeing your weight trend up again. It's good. It's a good idea to look at your serving sizes. That's definitely something that you could see um, be off and, and just easily too, right? Like it's something that can just easily kind of, um, uh, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky had, I can't think of what that exact name of it was, but he would basically show a uh, portion distortion. So like he would show like two serving sizes of foods and they basically look the same, but it was like off by like 250 calories. Right. And that's just comes down to serving sizes. So definitely want to make sure we look into our serving sizes. Um, and then if you're somebody that is in a building phase and you're either a losing weight or you're gaining too quickly, again, this can be super helpful there as well. So the next thing we want to look at are condiments and low cal slash zero calorie items. You know, make sure, are you logging your, your condiments, right? Um, are you weighing them out? Maybe your serving sizes are too much. Um, so either way, like if, if you're gaining weight when you're trying to maintain or even try to lose, or you're not losing like you want, you know, look at the condiments and what you're adding on. Again, these can, you know, these can be things where it's like, oh, it's just condiment. It's not much. So I'm not going to track it. Right. But again, these, these calories can add up if you overdo it. Um, I know, I know I used to do this, but like I would pour on the condiments until I just became more aware of like how many calories were in them. And, and I know people do that without even realizing that they're, they're doing that. Right. So look at your condiments and then be careful with low cal and zero calorie items as some of these do have calories in them. Um, so if you're starting to like maybe add in a ton of this type of stuff and then you're seeing weight loss slow down, you know, that could be um, something that is causing you to add an extra couple hundred calories per day if you're having a lot of them and you're not not careful with it. Okay. So uh, definitely look into that, right? That's definitely um, a thing that can kind of slip in there um, that that can cause an increase in um, how, many, how much energy you're taking in. But condiments too, let's take it from um, a standpoint of you're in a building phase and your weight's gaining a little bit quicker than you would want. Again, this is where you'd want to look into the condiments. I know for me, I have to I have to be careful with it. Um, I like to weigh out my condiments um, because of this reason where it's like, you know, you get in a building phase, you're uh, you want your food to be tastier because it's just like, you know, you're getting full and you're not. And so you, you maybe start to load up on condiments a bit more than, than what you normally would. So again, checking that out. But then on the flip side too, if you're in a fat loss phase, it's like you want food to taste good. You know, you're boring, bland food. So then again, you start to add condiments. But again, we have to be careful with that. Also, this is where these two can go hand in hand. Maybe you have a low calorie um condiment that you're using. And all of a sudden you're like, well, it's low calorie, so I can just use whatever I want. But again, any, anything you put in your body, your body is going to utilize it, um, whether it's tracked or not. So again, make sure you're checking out your condiments and low cal zero calorie options. So then the next thing we're going to look into are just drinks, right? Most people forget that drinks have calories in them, believe it or not. I think most people listen to this, understand that, but there still is a good amount of people out there like, oh, really? Um, so make sure you count for these drinks too, right? And we're talking alcoholic drinks. Um, we're talking uh, just any any type of drink that you have. Like, you know, don't realize that those are, you know, they might have some calories in them. So so check it out. Um, and these can add up quickly. And the thing with these is they, they, they really don't, they don't keep you full and you usually won't compensate later on when you drink your calories uh, for um, like less, like less, like when you eat food, like you're, you might compensate later by eating a little bit less, but when it comes to drinks, you're not going to compensate. Like your body just like keeps eating the same amount. So it literally is extra calories. And also you can take this with like certain protein shakes, right? Like maybe you go to the gym and like they give you 
protein shakes there and you're like, oh, well, it's at the gym, it's a protein shake. So it's healthy, but you know, it could be adding a thousand calories without you really even realizing it. So definitely look into those as well too. Those are, those are some kind of like sneaky things that can um, sneak up. So we'll, so we'll look at drinks too and make sure we're not drinking our calories. Next snacking and grazing. I mean, this is a big one, right? Have you let some snacking and grazing into the picture? Or maybe you just forget about it because it's just a handful here and there. Um, the problem is that these types of foods are energy dense and they, and they add up quickly. Okay. Time and time again, if clients not seeing the results they want, it's like, Hey, how is your snacking? Well, you know, I have been grabbing things a little bit more or like, again, they don't even realize they're doing it because you just do it either out of habit or it's just, you're just not thinking about it and you forget about it. Okay. So I'm telling you this, honestly, this probably should get bumped up early in the, in this, like it should have been probably before serving sizes, because this is a huge culprit for people. So look at your snacking and grazing. Like if you're somebody that's in a building phase and your weight's going up quicker than you want, are you snacking more, grazing more than what you normally are? Are you grabbing handfuls of chips here and there throughout the day? Again, I know I used to do this where it was like, oh, I'm just going to have a few here because it's not going to count towards the calories. You know, I got to have a whole serving for the calories account, but look every, and then you do that throughout the day. Next thing you know, you had two or three servings of it, but you didn't feel full because you're just doing it throughout the day. But then again, if you're in a maintenance phase, you're trying to maintain your weight and your weight's trending up more than you would want, you know, look into this. Are you maybe grazing and snacking a little bit more than you normally are? And then if you're in a fat loss phase and weight's either uh, not training down like you want, or it's going up or maintaining, look into this as well. Um, and this can be really, definitely want to look into this when you're um, fat loss dieting for sure, because your body is going to be a little bit more sensitive to this type of stuff um, as well. Like you're it's just going to taste better and you're going to want more of it. So the next one uh, that we look at are meals out at restaurants. While tasty, eating out regularly is a recipe for eating more calories than you think you are. Um, you have to remember that when you go out to eat, the goal is to get you to come back. This means there's likely to be more calories than you think through things like oils and butters. Um, and then not to mention the serving sizes are off. Again, when you go to the restaurant, they're not going to think, oh, Jimmy wants to have this for his um, macros. So we're going to hit that. No, they don't care. They're just going to try to get you to come back. Right. So um, this is where, you know, it's like, hey, I, I'm going out to eat. like, okay, I'm not seeing the weight loss I want. Well, how often are you going out to eat? Well, you know, three, four times a week. It's like, well, we probably want to unfortunately cut that down because chances are like you're getting more calories than you think you are. And then plus not to mention when you're in a calorie deficit, you know, your cal caloric intake is lower than what it normally is. So it just makes it really hard to manage um, as well. So uh, unfortunately, like we just have to cut back on going out to eat, especially in a fat loss phase. Um, chances are, if it says something has like X amount of calories in it, it is likely off. Okay. So just because the website says this has 500 calories in it, I mean, just realize that it could be off by I mean, almost double the calories, if not more potentially, right? And chances are they're going to underestimate. They're going to under, they're going to put less like in the, in the, on their website and stuff, they're going to probably put the low on the lower end of the calories that they can get away with. Um, plus again, it's not like anybody's going to go in there and like check this to see how many calories are actually in there. So uh, again, if you're struggling here with your goals or things have slowed down, like you have to look out. It, how many times you're going out to eat. Um, again, if you have been eating out two to three times per week or more, you might want to reduce that a bit. I don't think that this doesn't mean you can't ever go out to eat, but the more you go out to eat, just realize the more it's going to probably affect your uh, body composition goals. And again, there's choices that we can make uh, to, to make, to, you know, again, some people don't have that look like they have to go out to eat. Um, and there's some choices you can make, but just realize that that's 
you know, you're going to have to find a way to work around that. Lastly, sleep and stress. If either of these are off, they could be impacting how much or how little you eat. Uh, make sure you are managing your stress and make sure you're getting good sleep. So again, if stress is high, some people just have this response to stress where they just want to eat, food tastes better, and they 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 uh, lean more towards, you know, calorie dense foods. And it's a lot harder to moderate, especially if you can combine that with being in a fat loss uh, diet at the same time, right? Um, sleep, same thing. It's like, you know, sleep's going to increase your hunger levels. In most people, this isn't every single person. Um, so you're, and, and also, it's going to be likely that you have less energy, so you're going to be more likely to overeat, less likely to get the the uh, movement in that you need to get in. So it's like directly, it doesn't necessarily do anything, but indirectly, it's going to affect things like that. And it's going to, you know, that's one thing you need to look into, right? Um, so sometimes it doesn't even have to do with your food choices. If you're maybe staying the same with your food choices, but now sleep is off or stress is higher, you you need to. Um, you know, work on that, right? You need to figure out what, um, that is just one of those things where it's like, oh, it's, it doesn't directly do with like food. So it's like, I'm not going to work on it, but it, it does play a massive role. So that's how we'll do an energy audit. Um, again, uh, we'll do this. You can really do this anytime, but I think when you're at a plateau, that's a great time to do it. But again, if maybe you haven't been tracking for a period of time, or maybe your weight's going up a little bit higher than you want to see it go, that's a great time to do it as well. Um, again, it's just really to look into things a little bit deeper because it is so easy to overlook um, calories. And when you track, it's so easy to overlook these things. So hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions on this topic, let me know and I will chat with you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.